Yep, it's about that time. This is number 53. Ladies, it's time to rock. Welcome to the Business Women Rock Podcast, where we get down and dirty with the world's most incredible businesswomen. Inspire your journey by listening to theirs. And now, here's your host, Katie Kremitzos. What's going on, ladies? Welcome to the Business Women Rock podcast. So ecstatic that you are here with me today. I have a great show. But first, let's start off with our Business Women Wednesday segment. Our superwoman this week is Kristen Davis, who is the owner and designer of Chrissy Dibby Designs. She makes these great custom couture bridal veils. And if you are a part of the BWR Connect, which is our private Facebook group, you will probably remember Kristen's name because she's super active in the group. By the way, if you're not a part of that particular group yet, I would love for you to be. So go to bizwomenrock.com and go opt in to become a part of the group. But Kristen, I just want to tell you that I'm so amazed by your desire to just make your business work no matter what and to grow it no matter what. And I'm so honored that you're so active in the BWR Connect community. You're awesome. Just keep up the great work. If you want to learn more about Kristen and see these amazing, amazing bridal veils, just go to bizwomenrock.com and you'll be able to see Kristen's picture right there and you can get some more information there, okay? If you would like to be highlighted on our Business Women Wednesday series, all you have to do is go to bizwomenrock.com, go into the Business Women Wednesday area, and you'll be able to click on a link there to submit a request, okay? And now let's get on with the show. My guest today is Nellie A. Kelp, who is the founder of CorpNet, which is a legal document service. And um, Nellie's really cool because she has built not only one great successful legal document service companies, but she has built two. Her very first company that she built was My Corporation, which if you remember, is the company that's currently owned by Deborah Sweeney, who is on episode 24. So Nellie and her husband started that company. It grew very fast. Um, Intuit came and bought them out for $20 million. And then she and her husband then opened up CorpNet. CorpNet is a legal document service company, and she's going to share with you all about why they have had such tremendous growth and the fun that she's been having all along the way. So turn up the volume. The interview starts now. Nellie, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to have you here because you have had such an interesting business background and a very successful business background. And so I'm really excited to sort of get behind the scenes and, you know, make sure that everyone knows what your journey has been and all the lessons that you've learned along the way. So I want to start before we really get into your company of CorpNet, I really want to start with how were you even introduced to business in the first place? Like, where did your sort of sense of being a businesswoman really start from? I think it really started with uh, being so close to my family and watching my family uh, from a very young age own and manage multiple businesses, both, you know, as far as an antique shop goes or a restaurant business or a franchise type business. And at one point or another in my lifetime, I was always involved in helping my family run their businesses. So I think entrepreneurship for me is something that's really, really comes from 
a long history with my family and, you know, is, is really something that I've been, you know, immersed with from a very young age. And I really like it. I like having the flexibility of, you know, running my own business when I wanted, balancing it with, you know, having a successful mar- marriage and, you know, running a large family of, you know, four children. So it really, in my opinion, is something that I've been, uh, you know, attracted to from a very young age. And, you know, I saw my family do it. And I thought, you know, it's fun. I want to do it too. So you had a a very rich experience with building a company before your current company. Um, Can you talk a little bit about how you started that company and what it was all about? Sure. So I'm an internet entrepreneur and my first company that I founded was mycorporation.com. I founded that company back in 1997 with my husband, Phil Acalp. Uh, We've been married for over 16 years now. And uh, when we founded our first company in 1997, we were actually both attending law school at the time. And he came up with the great idea of starting businesses online, came home one day, shared his exciting idea with me. And there it was, it was born. And uh, we put up a one page website up and then he went to took the bar exam. And I decided to hire some people from our two bedroom apartment and really what was the operations gal behind the whole uh, business and grew the business to uh, where it was doing nearly a million dollars in sales uh, come 2005, which that's when uh, we were approached by Intuit who wanted to purchase us and acquired us for the sum of $20 million in cash. Wow. So one of the things that I want to really dig into a little bit there was how you actually managed to scale. So first and foremost, my corporation really deals with legal business filing. So LLCs and trademarks. And the really interesting thing that, um, that you know, you and I were just talking about before we got on the air was the fact that Deborah Sweeney, who is now the current owner of my corporations, who had a really interesting and cool story about how she actually came to own that company. Um, she was actually an attorney that you guys had hired under my corporation back in the day. And so this is just a whole cool different side of that particular business story, which is so interesting. But um, you know, from your vantage point, can you, you know, starting one year and having this online business that that is able to provide these resources and then growing it to a million dollars in revenue per month, that's a, I mean, there's a lot that happens there. So from that, from your vantage point, can you talk a little bit about maybe some of those things that you implemented that helped the business grow to that sort of scale? So that's a really great question, Katie. Uh, Frankly, you know, when we started mycorporation.com, which again is not my current company, I'm currently the owner of corpnet.com, which happens to provide the same and similar services as mycorporation.com provides, which is in the area of legal formations, legal filings, incorporating businesses. Um, But going back to your original question, when we started my corporation, it was at the birth of the internet back in 1997, which really uh, the internet itself was at its infancy. So there were not a lot of companies uh, offering similar services to what we provided, maybe at three at the most. And then when we came into that industry, it was literally, uh, you know, putting up a one-page website and people 
really racing to give us their orders for us to be able to fulfill their document filing needs. I mean, people would call and give us their credit card information over the phone on an answering machine for us to fulfill their orders. So it was really, really easy to, you know, get orders online with or without payment information. And so it wasn't really hard for us to, you know, get that traffic into the site. So, uh, you know, one thing led to another. I mean, scaling for us was really just adding functionality and additional pages to the website for example, to be able to get the orders with credit card information uh, on the website rather than having to call people and, you know, get their credit card information over the phone to be able to fulfill the order. So scaling, it happened really quickly. And frankly, it, it's so long, you know, it's such a long time ago, but, you know, it, it, you know, it allowed us to move the operations from our two-bedroom apartment and purchase a house and move the operations into the basement of our house. And then from there, we, you know, the business was growing so rapidly that we ended up hiring a couple of people from our basement of our house, signed a few advertising contracts. And then that allowed us to move into an office building, office type setting. And then from there, it was just literally, it happened really fast. We had to, you know, hire a few paralegals, few processors, a receptionist. And the business was just growing so rapidly that Phil and I really had a hard time catching our breath or, you know, really catching up to how fast it was growing. And then fast forward to 2003, 2004 is when, you know, uh, Deborah and my husband were going to law school together. They met in law school and, uh, you know, she really wanted to, you know, focus on her then uh, growing family and we decided, you know, this is a great partnership. Why don't you come and work in-house for us as our, you know, head of our legal affairs and also help us with some product development, which is that that's when that relationship began and she came on board to my corp. And then uh, from there, we were literally I mean, growing leaps and bounds, and we were approached by Intuit under the guise of a partnership, which, you know, the uh, the, the conversation soon turned into one of acquisition, and there we were, you know, faced with an offer that we couldn't resist. That's such an amazing process that you really went through, and I'm sure, I mean, you learned so much stuff in that, and obviously... Having an online business today is very different from back then, which we're really going to get into when we talk about CorpNet, your current company. Um, but if you will, help us with that transition. Intuit comes calling, wants to sell the company. Like, what was that process like for you as an owner to now have, you know, this massive company come knocking at the door and saying, hey, we want to purchase your company? What was that process like for you? And what kind of, what did you learn through that selling process? So so the process started, and this is literally how it happened, was my husband gets a voicemail from somebody from Intuit who's interested in talking and, and interested in a partnership with our company. He forwarded the message to me, and he says, hey, Nellie, check this out. This may be a potential partnership opportunity. I reached out, and that's when the conversation started flowing. They came in. They met with us. Uh, I literally was not... Uh, 
expecting this to be one of an acquisition type of a conversation. So when I met with all these men in suits, I was literally coming from the gym in my pink jumpsuit. And I'm... That's great. <laughs> so, so I mean, I, I'm really painting the literal literal picture of how this all went down. So I, 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 I remember at the time I was a little bit younger, you know, and uh, you know, exercise was more on the top of my list, you know. So I was coming from the gym and I was in a pink jumpsuit. And I come into our conference room and there's like literally eight men sitting there in, you know, Navy uh, suits. And uh, I, you know, they look at me and they said, you know, we're really interested in purchasing your company. And I looked at them and I said, okay, that's great. But how do I place a price on something that I love and look forward to coming every day? And then one of them knew that I was going to be going on vacation soon with my kids. And he pulls me aside and goes, I suggest you take a long vacation because the lightning doesn't strike twice. And I kind of looked at him. And, you know, my husband and I went and we came back with a figure in our head. Of course, it was a little bit off from what they were, you know, wanting to, uh, you know, offer to us uh, as, as a dollar amount. And then we ended up at 20 million. But while we were going through the actual acquisition and while it was taking place, as you may be aware, with acquisition, there's a lot of due diligence that happens. And that was a very, very, um, I would say, tedious process. Uh, Deborah led that, uh, you know, due diligence process with me and my team. Of course, you know, we had lawyers that were actually handling the acquisition for us, outside lawyers, and I had, uh, you know, because Deborah worked for me, I had made her, you know, the lead who would report to me on the due diligence. So it was an interesting process, but the acquisition really happened very quickly. I mean, here we were approached by them in March of 2000. I believe uh, five, and then we were acquired uh, in November of 2005. So it was a very, very, very quick process. And once we were acquired, that's when really, for me, it was like, wow, it was a wake-up call. Because again, you know, it, it, it was my first acquisition. I've never went through an acquisition. And it really, really made me realize how hard it was seeing my company, um, you know, go through this transition while I'm kind of looking at all of this happening, you know, and it was really hard. I mean, I get goosebumps today talking about it. You know, it was a bittersweet process for me. And uh, for that reason, I don't know if I would go through it and put myself through that, you know, an, a, another time. <laughs> Well, it's so funny because you speak to the fact that, you know, so many of us have started companies that are, there are babies and we know them so Mm -hmm. intimately. And, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you didn't go in starting the company thinking that you were going to sell it, right? I mean, you were just kind of going, got it. So you were just kind of going along with the flow. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have this interest, which, which is interesting because you get two types of of, you know, owners, those who start companies with the exit plan in mind and those who just start companies because, they love doing it and they just want to kind of go with it and, you know, they kind of see what happens. So um, so that's a really interesting point. The big question is, what did you do once you once you sold the company? Because all of a sudden you were working so hard to build this company and then all of a sudden it, it's not yours anymore. So what did you do? 
So what I did eventually was I stepped down and I decided it was best for me to, you know, resign from the company and focus on my then three growing children. But while the acquisition was taking place, both Phil and I, we never had the intent to resign from the company. In fact, uh, you know, from the minute they approached us and once the conversation uh, soon took one of an acquisition nature, it was like, hey, you know, you two get to do everything you've dreamed of with our money. It's just a change of bank accounts. And you get to do anything and everything that you've ever wanted to do. And all those development, uh, you know, dollars that you wanted to invest within this company to grow it, you can do it. And it's just now with our money and our bank account and our resources. So when Phil and I, you know, looked at the opportunity, we were great. We get to have $20 million in cash. And we get to have full-time jobs and we get to grow this company to the next level. But once the acquisition actually took place, it really changed the entrepreneurial nature and the vibe of my previous company. And that's when we looked at each other and we said, you know what, it's time for us to, you know, take a little time off, focus on ourselves, focus on our lives focus on our, you know, twins that were, you know, five at the time. And then I had a two and a half year old baby and uh, Phil decided to, you know, take the first step and I followed right after in his footsteps. And it was the best decision that we ever made because really we got to share and spend time with our kids while they were growing um, while having this, you know, nice hefty savings account and spend that time focusing on our children and our family and our lifestyle. Uh, but then, you know, how many times are you going to travel? How many shoes and handbags are you going to purchase? It kind of loses its allure after a while and you get bored. So, you know, we decided that we were bored and we weren't really um, ready for permanent retirement. So, Come 2009, we decided to get back into the industry, and here we are with CorpNet.com. So, can you walk me through what some of the specifics are about CorpNet.com in the sense of were you, I mean, had you signed like a non compete, or and why did you decide to get back in this particular industry versus, you know, um, versus any other type of online business? <laughs> Well, I, I, I actually tried to get into a ton of other businesses, and that's really what brought me and led me to getting back into the document filing industry. Uh, but let's go back to your first question as far as a non-compete goes, Katie. We did have a non-compete with Intuit that we signed. As you know, non-competes are not enforceable in California. However, because of the nature of our relationship with Intuit and because of the acquisition, we signed a non-compete that we would not compete and enter into the industry for three years. And so we didn't do anything for three years. During that th three years, my husband really, really needed that time off to kind of focus on himself and really figure out what he wanted to do. I was crawling out of my skin because of my A-type personality as it is. So <laughs> I started a clothing business out of the back of my car. Believe it or not, I swear, I, I actually started a tie-dye apparel clothing business. And I would literally sell T-shirts and um, tank tops out of the back of my Mercedes. 
Wow. <laughs> and my husband looks at me and goes, you know, you're going crazy. Uh, you really need to do something. And I said, yes, I am. And we looked at the, uh, once the non-compete ran out, we looked at the legal document filing space. And we really realized like, oh my God, you know, there's really nobody offering the vision and the services as to how we wanted to come back in the industry and offer it. And um, really the market and the industry has become so commoditized, you know, in this area of legal document filing. So we ran a search for a few names that we had in mind and we came up with CorpNet and uh, CorpNet was born in July 1st of 2009 and really why it led me to come back and get back into the same uh, business that I used to have in the past was really because I, I, I saw that I wasn't passionate about really doing anything else but 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 helping people blazing their trails and helping people realize their entrepreneurial business dreams. And oftentimes, I would spend time free of charge sitting at my friend's, for example, gym, helping checking customers, helping him or her grow his or her business, you know, because uh, fitness is a really big passion of mine. So a few friends of mine, I would help them start their businesses. And really what it, what, what really led me to see was that I really love small business. I really love the idea of small business. I'm very passionate about this. And with all the years that I have underneath my belt, this is really what I need to be doing. And hence, I came up with CorpNet.com. So it would be an awesome fairy tale land if you could take the exact model that you used back in 1997 when you started my corporation and implement that for corpnet.com. But obviously that didn't happen because the markets had completely changed. So what new attitude did you come to the marketplace with in 2009 that was unique from what you had done before? So in 2009, again, you know, we started my first business at the infancy of the internet. And in 2009, if you recall, it was at the birth stages and the infancy of social media. So for us, when we came up with CorpNet, we decided that we wanted to come and create a niche for ourselves and be the premier legal document filing provider that's really, really social media savvy you know, and really come out with a very strong social media presence when we launched our website. So when we launched, we were one of the companies in our space to come out with videos and to really engage out there uh, on, on Twitter, on social media, um, in the in the legal document filing space. And then to get, coupled with that, and because of my background as a small business expert advocate who actually has been, you know, my husband and I have been coined as the pioneers in the legal document filing industry because we've been one of the only companies that have been acquired for such a large amount of money. You know, immediately I was writing for outlets such as Mashable, TechCrunch, 
small business trends. So all of that together really created such a niche for us to come out and really, really build a lot of credibility for us instantaneously, whereby, you know, we soon were, you know, uh, referred to as one of the leaders, again, in the document filing space. So those are all really, really obviously very effective marketing strategies that you had and Mm -hmm. how to get into the marketplace. Um, Do you have any examples of marketing strategies or ideas that you implemented that were complete flops that just did not work? Absolutely. And I'd love to share those with you. One of the, (laughs) one of the (laughs) things that we realized right off the bat was when we launched our uh, business, our pricing model, it came very, very, uh, you know, obvious to us that our pricing model was flawed, you know, and our packaging and the way we were uh, marketing our packaging and really, you know, advertising our pricing was flawed. And once we changed that, we saw an immediate increase of over 33% in sales. So that was one of the biggest mistakes that we made right off the bat. And we learned from it really quickly because immediately when we had launched the business, we had come out with this a la carte model, which was similar to my, my previous company's model. You know, it was one price uh, without any type of um you know, any type of packaging or package selections that we could offer to, you know, the end user. And that, you know, was a big, big, big uh, flaw for us. And once we changed it and we changed it to a package type selection of like a basic deluxe complete package, we immediately saw an increase. And that that was one of the biggest flaws. The next one I would say was the fact that, you know, sometimes hiring old blood into your company, uh, it, it really can affect things. And for me, I soon realized that, you know, my corporation was my previous baby. I had to close the chapter on it. And, um, you know, people that used to work with me in the past in the old company, you know, are not necessarily going to be the right fit with the current company. And really because, you know, Phil and I have grown so much in these past years. So in order to be able to, you know, really fit and be able to work with us in our current company, you really have to be a chameleon, you know, which not many people can, you know, do. Um, Some people are really stuck in old ways, and that would obviously, you know, cause a problem, you know, as you're trying to start a new company and grow it from ground up. For you as an online business, so much of your business is dependent on traffic getting to your website. So can Mm -hmm. you talk a little bit about what things you have implemented that have really brought traffic to your website in in addition to, you know, your social media marketing that's really out there and getting you lots of attention, but what other strategies have you implemented that actually drive traffic to your website? So for us, um, really, really, number one is word of mouth, okay, and really creating relationships with our clients, you know, and engaging with our clientele. Um, So word of mouth is really, really on the top of that list, but also engaging with our clients and getting those clients to share their experience with the rest of the world, such as on Twitter, on Trustpilot, on Trustlink, you know, those work, you know, and for us 
really it, it begins with our clients that we have and then we look at alternate avenues because with our business and the way our business model is, you can't just look at our clients as a, you know, one-off one client with one unit, you know, where they're coming and purchasing something and it's goodbye, you know. It's really looking at that client and looking at the long-term value of that client and really engaging with them and showing them that you are truly their partner in their business throughout the lifetime of their business. So for that reason, you know, we, we, our business and, you know, our, our sales really begin with our clients and end with our clients. And in, in, in order to supplement that, then we go outside, and, you know, to pay-per-click advertising and other forms of uh, advertising to bring in traffic to our website. But first and foremost, it's always with our clients. And how we get those clients in the first place is really through all my engagement through social media. I mean, I write for a ton of outlets, including Entrepreneur, Forms, uh, you know, Forbes, Inc.com, American Express, Mashable, all business. I'm also a resident small business expert at Fox Small Business. So I get a ton of traffic and literally ton of people who just type in CorpNet to come to the website. Wow, that's great. I think that's such a brilliant strategy as far as making yourself the expert and getting out there on those platforms to be seen as the expert. So you know, Nellie, you talked a lot about the fact that you and your husband are in this together. You guys have owned, you know, the prior company together. You own this company together. As a woman who owns a company with her husband <laughs> and <laughs> works with her husband on a very intimate level um, within yes. our, or, our organization, you and I could probably talk the, this entire conversation about just this. But We can probably write a book together, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you only knew. Um, can you talk – can you – I want to know some of the real stuff. I mean, I, I'm i sure you and I can both go on some of the great stuff. And I definitely want to get to that question. But I really want to start with, can you talk about maybe some of the challenges that you and your husband have had working together? Maybe some of those low moments that were really challenging and what you guys did as a couple to get out of those. So, you know, in working together, what sort of hiccups have you had together and how did you get out of those? So I would say the most challenging part of running a business with your husband and having four children together, including a baby as we speak, is really for, for us, it's trying to separate and not bring our business life into our home life. And it's really, really super easy when everything is booming and business is great and the orders are coming in and, you know, we're able to, you know, hit our targets at the end of each month. But when you're having a crappy month and, you know, things go south, it really sucks because you can't really, you know, vent on each other. You know, I mean, imagine, you know, if him and I worked at two separate places and we were able to, uh, you know, come home and say, hey, you know, how was your day, honey? And he'd be like, well, I have this, you know, going on and this going on and this person is giving me a hard time. You know, it's, it's, it's easier to vent when you're each holding two separate jobs at two separate places. But when you're working together and you're both fully invested together and when things go wrong or things go south, it's really challenging for us. And to this day, we're trying to 
find a good balance to be able to keep it at work and not let it seep into our personal life because that's really challenging for us. <laughs> I think I think when you have two people who are passionate about what you're building and the whole business as an entity and as a thing in and of itself that you're building, I think it's really hard to do that actually. You know, after six years of doing this with my husband, we're still continuing to kind of do that dance. You know, it, it's a constant evolution. <sighs> It's, it's a constant evolution and you hit the nail on the head, Katie, because really what keeps us going is the passion we have in that we are doing this again and we're building something together again and we're building it and we see it right before our eyes of how big it's getting so fast. You know, and that's really what keeps my husband and I going. You know, I'm on email 24-7, whether it's during the week or, you know, non-business hours. So oftentimes we'll get, you know, we get at least five to ten reviews daily about our company from a client, you know. And uh, amongst my support staff, we have contests that we run, which, you know, whoever gets a customer review with their name in the review, you know, and if they get X many per month, you know, they get a prize. So I oftentimes see these reviews. And when I'm having one of those low days, those reviews really what make me turn my kind of uh, attitude around and get me inspired again, because that's really what we're working towards is creating this great big company, you know, so that we can have the opportunity to work with great people and create, you know, a ton of uh, employment opportunities for other people to come on board and work with us who are interested in working in this legal document space with us. And, you know, just as a point of fact, to really back up exactly what you just said, Nellie, you're on here because you actually got nominated by somebody um, sort of under the umbrella of your company who just said, you have got to interview this girl like this story has to get known. And so, Thank you. you know, it, it, there's a lot to be said about you as kind of creating this culture. And I love that practice of, of you know, being able to give prizes for somebody who whose name gets mentioned from customers, I mean, th that obviously has a massive effect to the point that people, without you even knowing, are calling me up saying, you, you've got to have this person on. She's amazing. And their company is amazing. And the history is Thank great. You. So. Thank yeah. you. We are honored. We're proud. We're celebrating five years in business this July 1st. And really, you know, Corpnet.com is not some big anonymous corporation with nothing but automated emails and recorded voice messages. We are a small business helping small businesses. We're a team of real people who are on the phone all day, whether it's on the phone, through live chat, through our business consultations, you know, talking with entrepreneurs in helping them realize their entrepreneurial dreams and making their dreams into a reality, you know, and hands down, my company provides the best email, phone, and web support there is in the industry. And our clients, you know, are, are, are examples and can attest to that because you can just take a look at the raves that people, you know, uh, have about our company and talk about our company. So I'm very proud to lead our company and to be a part of this team. And uh, I'm very humbled uh, for the opportunity to be on 
on your podcast, Katie. Oh, well, why, thank you very much. My job is to just make sure everyone who's listening has access to really great stories so they themselves can be inspired and, and they can shorten their learning gap on you know their own business journey. So I want to dig right back into where we left off, which was in dealing you know the roles with your husband, but also kind of enlarging that a little bit. You you have a very integrated family into your business, and you know I've seen YouTube videos of you talking about your experience with CorpNet, and you know you have your kids on there. It's very much a family business. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you've been able to really manage the roles as a mother, as a wife, as the leader of CorpNet, you know, and all of these things, and how you've been able to really bring them together and make sure that they each are getting fed? I think, again, it's all uh, a matter of being organized, planning ahead, staying on top of everyone at every time. But really, it begins with me, you know, and my person individually. You know, if I'm not happy, if I'm not centered, if I'm not organized, our world as a family falls apart. So for me, what works you know, let, let's be honest, you know, having, running a business, uh, running a marriage, making sure it's a healthy, successful marriage, in addition to co-parenting for children is not easy. And I can't imagine it being easy for anybody, you know. So for us, it's really dividing, conquering, but really staying organized, planning ahead, and being able to really separate our home life from our business life. And sometimes it doesn't happen perfectly as we'd like it to, but, uh, you know, we try to keep the two uh, separated from each other. And the way I do it is, you know, I'll just give you an example of a typical day for me. You know, I, I am a working mom and I'd like to be a mom to my kids without them having to, you know, go to their after school activities with a helper or mother's helper. So what I tend to do is I get up in the morning, I make sure everybody's, uh, you know, uniforms, backpacks, lunch boxes, snacks are prepared from the night before. We get up in the morning, we you know, get them fed for breakfast. Everybody has breakfast. We get in the car and we, you know, have our drop-off routine, which normally ends about 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock comes, I'll go into the gym for about a half an hour. And by 9 o'clock, I'm at the business. And I'm working straight from 9 till about 3 o'clock, which is time for me to pick up my children and, you know, take them to their after-school activities. Of course, there are times like today, which I'm on an interview or a podcast, which I'll have my husband pick them up from school. But at all given points in time, at any time, it's either my husband or I co-parenting and managing the drop-off and pick-up of our kids. My baby has a nanny, and I have someone who helps me with my infant um, because, you know, she's still at home and she's not going to school yet. But, you know, we do have three older children, and every day somebody has dance or lacrosse or basketball or football or whatnot. So it it really, you have to divide and conquer when you are working with your business partner who happens to be your husband in the business. But as long as you're organized and you plan ahead and you stay ahead of that plan, you are good to go. And that works for me. What do you think, what lessons do you think your kids are learning from you and your husband about business? 
I think the number one lesson that they're learning, you know, specifically because we live in such an affluent community where they are so exposed to so much material is that it really they they're really learning the value of raising a dollar and I would not want anything other than that because they really see how hard mommy and daddy work uh to make money and to make our business successful and they really they really like to hear from us as to how our day went at the office and the first thing that i will get every day when i come home my son nicholas will say mommy how many orders did you get today and <laughs> that to me is just so you know it, it's exciting because i feel like they really care and they really see how hard we work and it it it's showing them that you know money just doesn't grow on trees and it really if you want to be successful and if you want anything really great in life you have to work hard for it and if i can just teach my kids that at the end of the day i'm a lucky mom hmm Nelly, I really want to conclude this conversation by asking you, what do you see for the future of CorpNet? We just see this company growing and really becoming greater than what it is today and really, really continuing to innovate uh, new applications and making the small business filing process more streamlined and more automated for the end user so that small business owners and entrepreneurs out there who are creating new businesses or managing an existing business can count on CorpNet and our staff here at CorpNet to really assist them in growing their business, managing their business, and really keeping their businesses in compliance for years to come. Nellie, it has been such a pleasure to hear more about your business story, about all these different companies that you've had, and about CorpNet and all the great things that you're doing. And I think it's so apparent that you're very passionate about small business. And CorpNet really acts as such a great platform for you to be able to enact that love and passion that you have and to be able to help other people. So thank you so much for sharing your story, for really revealing you know, more about your business journey and about how you've run your companies. I really, really appreciate it. It has been such a pleasure to be on your show, Katie, and I really appreciate you having me here. I thank you for the opportunity. You can get the show notes for today's show at bizwomenrock.com forward slash 53. One of the biggest takeaways that I got from Nellie was just how she really positioned herself as an expert for um, CorpNet and how she did that because she really surveyed the landscape to see what was really going on out there and where she could really be seen and make a difference. And she recognized social media was this really great platform to put themselves out there. So, you know, the fact that she writes for a lot of publications. She's seen as the expert, definitely brings in a lot of business there. And I really, really respect that. It's a very smart move. I hope you had a great time listening to the show today. I would love for you to be a part of our Business Women Rock community. All you have to do is go to bizwomenrock.com, put your information in, and you will get personally invited to be part of the BWR Connect, which is our exclusive Facebook group. I hope you have a great day and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.